Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome along to the Short Ball, everybody. Scotty Stevenson Short and Ball. Ellie Williams with you here. It's Tuesday, the 16th of April. I think it's the 16th of April. Uh, what we do know, what we do know, Ellie, since we last spoke, is that uh, Israel Folau's got himself into a bit of hot water. Are we going there? Oh, we can go there. Are we, go, are we, we going there? We can, we can go there if you want to. I mean, everyone's got their opinion. He's obviously got his opinion. certainly does. Far out. His opinions are based on someone else's opinions from 2,000 years ago, though. I mean, that's intriguing. Yeah, the bit that I like, okay, everyone have your opinion, I'm cool with it, but mm-hmm. the bit that I struggle with is why do you preach it? Why do you put it out to the people that follow you for the person that you are, the rugby player you are, and the likes? Why are you pushing this theory or thought on them mm. through posting it publicly? I mean, you know exactly what, I mean, any goose with an Instagram account or anything like that knows what's happening. I mean, the media is going to pick it up and their story is going to run. So he knew what was going on. Yeah. So, you know, why doesn't he hold a true media conference and bring everyone together and say, look, this is what I think? Like, do you think he'd talk like that? Or is it easier to post a thing with, well, I don't like this and I don't, I just don't, I just don't like the way that people put that stuff, preach it and put it into people's faces um, and everyone's got their beliefs and, yeah, beliefs and that sort of stuff. So, what, this is the thing, though, right? Because I know that anyone outside of rugby can look at Israel Folau's comments from whatever point of view they wish to look at it mm-hmm. from. Okay, and say, "Hey, he's entitled to his beliefs," as some people have said. "Hey, back off! Um, we're all Christians here, and that's what we believe." All right, fair enough. That's another point of view, and so on and so on and so forth. What it comes down to for me, though, is if you start to look around a changing room. Mm. Now, the, the, the people who are important to Israel Folau on a weekly basis right now, just let's leave his faith out of this for a second, mm-hmm. but he goes to work every week as a professional rugby player. And then on the weekend, he's got to go out there and he's got to have the back of this guy and he's got to have the back of that guy and they've got to have his back. So at, at what point do you look around a changing room, especially as this isn't the first time mm-hmm. he's been embroiled in this situation and we know that some of his teammates voiced their concerns last time? At what point do you look around there and say, how's this going to reflect on me from my teammate's point of view? Well, and, that, and that's probably the whole thing, isn't it? He's not thinking about anyone else but himself when he delivers a message like that. And, I mean, as a teammate, I mean, the game of rugby is built on trust. 
mm. build on relying that the guy next to you, beside you, in front of you, behind you, has got your back and going to look after you in times of need. I mean, probably one of the biggest things I've struggled with outside of rugby is I don't have those people there every day. You're, you're a lot more individualised and um, you know vulnerable to um, to those to those moments because you're doing it more by yourself. So, to me. Why would you try and, as you say, why would you try and sabotage or ruin that relationship that he's built? And so the trust, therefore, from other players is, is definitely going to diminish, if not completely leave and say, mm. well, okay, mate, well, this is what I believe in too, but I'm not pushing it in front of you, your face or it's that it. sort of stuff. So it's it's a tricky one. Um, I think I think what Aussie's doing is probably right. I think, to be honest, like you know, they, you can't afford a liability like that. Mind you, Steve Chu probably said that about me several <laughs> bloody times. So, um, <clears throat> you know, I just don't think that you can, you got to make a course of action. So where do... What where does he go, mate? He well, I mean... To start digging drains and stuff. Once yeah, you lose look, a contract like that, you've got to go and get a job, well, don't you? I, I don't know how it works and if he's going to go and be a pastor full-time with his Pentecostal faith. I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but... Here's the thing, if, you, if you're Israel Folau right now, after everything, after you've come out pretty strongly and said, I'm not changing, this mm-hmm. is my faith, this is the most important thing to me, mm-hmm. um, I think his words were, if God wants me not to play rugby, then so be it. Okay, dude, happy days. Does he fight this? Does this end up in, in the courts? Because uh, Australians love litigation. They really, really do. <laughs> there, are, There is going to be a queue of employment lawyers saying, I'll take your case, because this is religious discrimination from Australian rugby's point of view. Is this the sort of moment for Israel Flower where he goes, do you know what, I'm now going to make an even bigger issue out of this and I'm going to say, you've sat me because of my faith and that's not right? Well, then I'd put it back onto the man, not the <clears throat> not the statement and say, well, okay, hold on. If you think you're that type of person that can go out and make these statements, then stand by it. Don't make a statement so that then you can create other issues and other um, other rev- avenues. I mean, because what you you sue Australian Rugby Union? What for? Well, purely, that's what I'm saying. He purely might, for money. He might say it's discrimination. Yeah, well, it's purely yeah. for money. He's already said if if God doesn't want him to play rugby because of this act, then he won't do it. So they're only suing for money. So then you ask and you say, well, hold on, mate, you can't contradict what you're saying in one element and then go and do it in another. So to me, if it is. You know, if he, well, if it if gets he is, to that point, I mean, he's, he's, he's got a right to appeal, but that that window is closing pretty quickly on him too, mate. I, I don't see. Look, I I don't see the issue. I mean, seriously, he walks away. That's it's it's clean cut. If right. lawyers get into his ear and make him go, well, I I just <laughs> think then he's he's having his cake and eating it too, and that's dangerous. Before we get to uh, this week's games, uh, where the Israel Folau issue will raise its head again when we talk about the Waratahs and the Rebels. But uh, let's go back to Friday night, if we can, Ali. And um, how do you beat the Crusaders? They're on the back end of, I think it was a 17-5 penalty count, and they still put 40 points on the Highlanders. This team, and I said it before, there's no team that knows how to play advantage in referees like the Crusaders. And they won't be very proud of the fact that they conceded so many penalties. But even in conceding those penalties, they still find a way to score 40 points. Imagine if they'd been on the other end of that equation. Yeah, but probably about oh, about five or six of them were down that end, and he probably should have just carted them 100% straight he should away, have. but he didn't. Um, it's probably played into the Crusaders' hands rather than the Highlanders' hands. So, I mean, I, 
I don't know. How do you beat them? I, I, look, I've, I've given everyone the answer, but no one wants to take it on. You you whack them with a high ball and put pressure on them on their flanks. You force their forwards to go backwards. You keep playing that game. Yes, it's boring, but the results will come. Didn't we? Didn't we see the Landers play that style of game over the last three years? Have they gone away from that a little bit in terms of their kick chase game not quite being what it was? They used to trust their D, give a lot of ball away, and yeah. make a lot of tackles. <clears throat> yeah. But it's sort of moved a bit now, hasn't it? They they want to run. They want to, um, and I mean you can't blame them. They've got flair out wide, mm-hmm. so you know they. But it is it's a self discipline thing. Is this the Crusaders' title? Like, would you would you be prepared to go that far right now, or do you think there's still enough water left to go under this bridge where you can't quite make a claim as bold as that? The guarantee is they're in the playoffs. The guarantee is that they're front runners in there. <laughs> The guarantee is that any team they play in the playoffs are outsiders, rank outsiders. Mm. But then there's only one reason that we all play rugby. Yeah. And that's the fact that you can beat anyone on any given day. So, I mean, you'd be a stupid man to bet against them. But um, I still believe that the values of rugby give everyone the opportunity and belief to think that they can beat them. Um, That was such a PC answer, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It's, quite it's good. rare from you, actually. I thought it was quite good, though. The no, way it was, I worded it, it around, you know, giving people option, the <laughs> skill of rugby, the the ethos of rugby. I, no, I like to be here to bear witness to the continued maturing of you as a person and as an analyst. It's oh, great. There is a lot of work to do here in this carcass. <laughs> a lot of work to do. Um, yeah. Now, you mentioned up front you were pretty happy with how the Blues played. Uh, didn't quite get the W, though. Something about Hamilton for Aucklanders, isn't there? There's just something about the place. something about Hamilton for the whole world, (laughs) or especially New Zealand, and doctors of New Zealand, that's for sure. Um, I don't know what you're trying to say. No, neither am I. Um, Well, do you want to share with the people, our international viewers, what what comes Hamilton? Well, I think it's an unfair... The story of Hamilton. Well, the story of Hamilton, that it was for some time known as the venereal disease capital of New Zealand, the chlamydia capital specifically. Correct. I'm not entirely sure it still has rights to that. Um, Sam, do you know? Not too sure. Uh, Sam doesn't Sam know. Tina, do you know? Tina. Tina's Palmerston. There's some general consensus around Palmerston North as the chlamydia capital. I think Gisborne almost – Gisborne put its hand up for a while Why, there as well. Rhythm and Vines. <laughs> it just Rhythm comes and in, Vines, comes man. Comes in a flush. Rhythm and <laughs> Vines, yeah. Just, yeah, exposed. Do you know, can I take an aside here? Do you, yeah. do you know after the earthquakes in Christchurch, yeah. there was uh, a spike in sexually transmitted infections? And do you know Why? Because the uh, condom warehouse, well, got there was an influx of there was came an, down. <laughs> there was an influx of tradies, and some Irish of those, tradies. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but there was Irish and I, tradies. I'm, yeah. I'm trying very carefully not to make a, a sort of cause and effect correlation here, but yeah, there was uh, a and there massive was one spike. Other, it was one other influence. My red-headed brother. <laughs> he went down there. Oh, but the big red dog went down the big there. Big red dog, yeah, mate. Uh, but yeah, there was. So apparently all the building sites, uh, just after the earthquakes, literally jars of condoms, like an Olympic village level oh, yeah? jars of condoms everywhere just to say, stop infecting our women. It's all about construction, SDIs. isn't it? It's all about These boys were constructing all, things. They were putting con- things together. They were, they were building. They were building nicely. Yeah. Uh, the blues. Can I turn I, this down? Your voice is really starting to get to me. Why? No, next one. That's the other one. one. Next one. Yeah. Wait, my voice is getting oh, to what? Already? Just, We've only been going for no, like but you're just really loud. 10 minutes. 
Maybe it's your emotion coming through. <laughs> it's my emotion. I get emotional when I talk about chlamydia. Well, it was. It really raised his voice. I love that story. It was one of the untold stories of the earthquakes. I mean, you know, it's all about buildings, and I know people die, but, you know, a whole lot of people got infected with the mid. That's not good. That's not good at all. A four-point victory to the Chiefs, and they did so without Damien McKenzie for 40 minutes of that game. Uh, What a bummer for him. Should we just dwell on that for a little bit? I, I said yesterday... You know, no sooner is Damien McKenzie ruled out of the World Cup than than the only concern is who's going to replace him in the All Blacks. There seems to be no genuine concern for this guy whose dreams and hopes are crushed because he's got an ACL rupture. Yeah, we're kind of like, oh, yeah, well, whatever, dude. Well, who's next? I I know the All Blacks have to think this way because we're coming down to the crunch, but do you think that overall there's a lack of empathy and or sympathy in professional sports when people go through these kinds of events? Um, Yes and no. I also think it's the... Uh, what is the byproduct of where the game's going? You know, when there's, I mean, you go to Europe, for instance, and with Morad Bujalal as your uh, president, mate, you're just a piece of meat. You know what I mean? You're just, you're just cattle in his yard, and he's going to use you as long as he can, get every bit of flesh off you, and then throw you out, mate. And um, with fairness, he's got his lifeline. It's his money. It's that sort of stuff. So he's running an abattoir. He basically, is, mate. he's he's a dangerous he's a dangerous beast. And then you you put other people, you know, New Zealand Rugby Union sitting there going, well, yes, or mm. Steve Hansen, they're saying yes, you know, we can we're concerned, but I I got a job to win, I got a job to do, I got to, you know, I pay the bills and all that sort of stuff. So I think it's just a byproduct of New Zealand Rugby saying that when where we're at, yeah, I mean, back when I had my incidents and around you know my Achilles and things like that, I um. I mean, they just showed me so much support and loyalty. It was it was unbelievable. So, um, you know, I can't I can't bag them. I think I probably had the best employer in the world. So behind the scenes, and uh, I mean, I guess that's what I'm getting to. I mean, they'll be throwing support at oh, Damien McKenzie here, won't they? Without doubt, yeah, yeah, without doubt, they'll be there and they'll be, you know, uh, saying, you know, do whatever you can. We're we're here for you. We support financially. He's still he's still covered. Um, is my understanding around that thing? Um, it's just unfortunately, it's look, we can't take you to a World Cup. We can't nurture you through. So, mm. yeah. yeah, it's a bummer. It's a total bummer for oh, him. He was, he was going good, wasn't he? Oh, With what look, jersey on his back? Yeah, with 15 Thank on the back. You. Yeah, we're, we're all, we're, we're long-time supporters of Damien McKenzie oh, at 15 oh, here yeah, goes, on the short ball. I'll tell you what, though. What about his brother, Marty? He's, he's, going, he's going good. Good code. I know. He's, he's running the operation. Um, he's He's really sort of, Got so much dynamic to his game now that people fear. Normally it was just that sort of loose. Now he's got some real structure and he's got the ability to kick, kick pass, you know, pass. He's even taking it to the line. He's a bit flatter and takes it to the line. Um, And how about how he goal kicks? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Lines it up, spends an eternity looking yeah. at the lady behind the goalpost yeah. or the, the touchy dudes. What are they called? Are they still called touchies? Touchmen? No, assistant, assistant referees. referees. Sorry, lads. Um, <laughs> Thank God you're not playing anymore. Yeah. Um, and he just looks at them and he just takes forever. He just sort of ponders. And then he goes, lines up the ball, steps back, boof, just whacks. He doesn't even like That's take it. a breath. It's good enough. Unbelievable. What, um, What's just, his accuracy? He's going all right. I'm not sure, actually. I don't have the stats in front oh, of me. But go. he's going Someone okay. Someone that knows everything. Look, um, <laughs> I've, never claimed, I've never claimed to know everything. <laughs> you know that. Um, you are a book of can, knowledge when it comes to rugby. Can yeah? we say, though, another prime example is if you give a 10 consistent game time, Generally speaking, they get better. They get better. Yeah, they just, I think they're more confident in their voice. They're more confident in the ability to direct their forwards to then pick and choose when they have to push the game or when they have to feel the momentum of a game and direct them around the field. And yeah, as you say, consistency lets you do that mm. and, uh, and also confidence in that jersey. It was, a, it was a heck of a game on Saturday in the Tron, that's for sure. Who. Impressed you in that blues pack. I think you were there sideline that night. Hunting Lodge. This glass here is from the Hunting Lodge. Yeah. It's um it's a great vineyard. Sorry for those who are not watching the video at the moment. Uh, sorry, just... it's a it's a great yeah. vineyard. Yeah, they um they do a brilliant drop and it's good for take the kids out. Why food, have you why have... I just noticed it. So now we're talking about the glassware that we're drinking our water. Well, I just noted it's obviously your conversation is not great, but the hunting. I was I about to ask. I asked I you a question. Cumia, so it's not about a conversation. Get up to the hunting lodge, go and have Jesus. a few beers and um, a good pizza. That's and, a problem. Uh, I miss Mills already. Good wine. Yeah, we, we just mentioned. That's the first time you've mentioned Mills in fifteen minutes. Well, you know, if you're not here, you're not here. I'm with you, mate. You know, I would say this for the Blues. They ran six hundred and nineteen meters in that game. See, I told you he knows a lot. That uh, that is a long way to run and still not come up with a result. But I asked you a direct question: Who impressed you the most in that Blues pack? In the Blues pack, um, well, on a personal, not personal, come in a rugby sense. I love the um, Tom Robinson Brody Retallick little jewel off. Was good, eh? Old bull, young bull. I just love it. Like Tom Robinson, he gets up, and you can see he's like, oh, you think, man, this guy's got no mm -hmm. ounce of energy, mm -hmm. blood, life left in him. Mm. And then he hobbles over to the scrum, and then the second ruck, he's he just flies in there. And I love the one moment where <laughs> Robinson's head was just out of the ruck, and Guzzler just came screaming in to absolutely floor him, and Clifford just give it the old. Ducked under. And I, saw like, I saw that. I saw that. I know. It was so I, good. I was like, that is magical. Old bull. He got you. <laughs> I thought that was magic. So, it, um, Tom, is Tom Robinson the real deal? He is definitely the real deal. Right. He's big. He's got athleticism and he's got endurance. Mm. He's just a craftsman and he doesn't really, he just gets on with his job. And, um, and he's got the skill attributes that not a lot of sixes have. Both defensively and attacking wise. So I and on in the line out especially. So I mean I, I I would like to see him as a bolter this year, but I I think it's a little early. He hasn't been in the system, but I wouldn't rule it out. Someone like that, you know. Steve Hansen has these weird 
manners have just made. Oh, we're going to put this red-headed monster in here. That's going to ruffle up some feathers. Can, can you ima- can you imagine with uh, a whole lot of Northern Hemisphere referees too slow to keep up with the game? Tom Robinson's red hair is just waiting to be penalised. Penalised out of the World Cup. <laughs> they said, "Oh, it's the guy with the red hair. The guy You're with out. The red hair. You're out. He could You're be out. the sacrificial lamb, you know. He could be. Yeah. So no, it was good. Um, I thought the front row battle um, between Carl um, uh, and Angus Tarvel mm-hmm. was good. I think they were against each other. Mm-hmm. Just goes to show. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think that was really, really good. Sort of Carl won to start with, then I think Angus came back, and the whole sort of it was actually offer. I tell a lie. It was offer and, um, and Angus. Angus, and I yeah. really respected that. I thought that was brilliant. Um, I thought Carl got the best of Nipololala in that game as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he he looked fitter. Carl. He, he had some moments in that game. Chris Ratu, who's a, a very popular columnist or unpopular. Very, very popular. No depending, on your, depending on your take. Um, he's an opinionated goose that sits that's, behind a paper. Hey, hey whoa, whoa. Gee. Mate, he is. He's, got, he's full of opinions. I've got opinions, but people never see him. Like, I've never met the guy. He actually go. did support me, though. I must admit, he did support me after a few little incidents I had. He, yeah, no. Nice. Cheers, mate. <laughs> I love how it's a great, like completely it's like a great turnaround from you. Yeah. That is a great turnaround. Imagine well, he's being in a relationship with me. He, he, re- he reckons Carl Tuanukuafi might be the most skillful prop in New Zealand history. I've seen some skillful props. No. Th- I've seen I'm some skillful props. Ben Tamafuna. He was good. He's got some skill. He's still good. And massive. Uh, John Arfoa. Um, Carl Heyman in his own unique way. Mm-hmm. Um, Wilson Winnery. Wilson- going back. We're, we are. We're going back. Snow White. <laughs> Snow White. Remember Auckland prop? It was magical. <sighs> Ola Brown, nah. He's good with a golf club, though. Yeah, Ola I like to play now. golf. Yeah, he plays and a glass of wine. He oh. likes a red, doesn't oh, he? Oh, my gosh. He likes a red yeah, wine? Yeah, red wine. Yeah. Oh, if you get stuck in that spiral, you're in all sorts. <laughs> you're like, hold on, chief. This is old generation going out. It's, oh. Why would you do that? Never, yeah, put, know, never put yourself in that position. But kids try these days. Yeah, I know. Um, talk to me about your boy, Mutton Onu. Oh, say no are you, more. Say no are you, more. Because you, you said to me uh, and the audience at the start of this year, might even been the end of last year, you said, oh, you wait. He'll, he'll be in the mix. I don't know. I maybe read the paper today or yesterday. I don't know. But Steve Hansen said, oh, we can't not look at this man. Is that what he That's said? That's what he said, didn't he? He said, yeah, yeah, he basically said, we can't not look at him. Um, he's getting, he's finding his feet. So he's more involved in the game. Um, he's uh, he's not trying to do too much, which I don't think he ever he did when he was younger. But now I don't think he's trying to do too much. When the game needs that robust, Charging, he's he's there. That I mean, that try, that second try he scored mm-hmm. when he just bowled over Anton. Leonard, I was like, holy heck! Anton Leonard Brown is not a small human. No, being. he's not. I, I did an interview with him, and he's just got chunky legs. And I was like, oh man, that's scary. I was watching the game actually. It's it's tough though to tackle a guy that close to the line. Oh, I like Martin Onu. Yes, you were watching the game. I was watching a game. I got a um, message from a guy by the name of Andrew Hall, hmm. and he said. And that um, that word that you're not allowed to use, um, if playing this game again, he literally. You said, can use that word here. You're quoting verbatim. Oh, okay, he said, "Nah, I can't. <laughs> My kids will watch this one." Yeah, day. true. He he said, "If watching this game, if playing this game anymore, 
Like mm. it was literally like it was just so brutal. Yeah, we're like pff, lucky we got out when we did. Well, yeah, the game was hardly less brutal when you played, but the speed of the brutal, speed right? of that game though when we played, right? Felt less brutal. Like, this is the thing that you know, rugby players have always been strong, but there's a difference when you're hitting a ruck at 20 k's when you're hitting a ruck at 35. That's where that's where the changes for no me. No fat prop is hitting a ruck at 35 kilometres. I'm, using, I'm being arbitrary. You that, I'm, my being, good I'm being arbitrary here. I'm and just, if they I'm are, they're not a prop. I'll tell you what, 35 kilometres out, not even Carlin Isles runs that, does he, on a rugby field? Yeah, around about that. Does he? Yeah. Oh, so imagine if he'd have hit a ruck. It'd be quite good for him, wouldn't it? Imagine him just running at 35 kilometres into in, a ruck. Into Cal Heyman. Oof. He'd come off second, best. Carl Heyman would just shake his head. Look, that Blues on. game, Chiefs game, was a great game. I heard they haven't won. Blues haven't won since 2011. Away. Away. Is it away? Mm. Thank gosh. Um, oh, it, actually, it might, no, it might be full, full, full. It's the longest full stop. running. It's not it's good. scary. It's not good. We used to dominate the Chiefs. Yeah, you did, and they used to hate it too. Hate it. And now yeah. we're literally the little cousins. That's all right, mate. Up You'll the road back. in the big city that makes everything move and revolve. Four points. Four points, the difference in that game, cracking game. Look, I want to talk about one other team before we get out of here today, uh, Wams, and that is the Juarez. Um, Juarez. Juarez put 50 on the Sharks at Kings Park. How do you do that? A, what is going on with South African rugby right now? Because the Lions got pumped by the Brumbies. Uh, the Bulls beat the Reds, but the Reds are all over the show. The Stormers had a win over the Rebels. but The Stormers played well against the Rebels. The Stormers did play well against the Rebels, but the Sharks getting... Dicked by that much on their home deck, that is, that is weird. I don't know where to place the Hagwaris. I'm having issues here. Where are they in the? Where I don't, are they in the? Who thing? knows? Um, who just who knows? They are building though, aren't they? It's like that, their World Cup. But prep. I just can you click on it? Yeah, I can click on it. We're you just going to try and get some stats here off the you Rugby Pass website. You want stats? Just to uh, just to know where the um. The thing is the about I, I don't know where to, I don't know where to place the Hawaiis. They're third in the South African Conference. Third. They are two points behind the Sharks, who are two points behind the Bulls. The Lions are literally nowhere. They're last. But they used to be good. The Lions. The Lions have been awesome for the last three years. So God knows what's happening there. I, I just don't. I don't get the South African Conference. I don't get it at all. I get everything else. I get everything else. I understand. You the Crusaders understand are, the Blues are above the Chiefs and I the Highlanders. I understand yep, that. I get that too. I understand. I definitely that. get that. You do you um, like that? I, I love it. I don't understand the Highlanders I being love down there. Love it. I thought the Chiefs would be bringing um, the Rebels. Yeah, we get their straight. You're right. Hey, that's weird, isn't it? I just don't. I I don't. Someone <laughs> from South Africa will have to tell me what's going on there because I. Uh, the Sharks were good though. I mean, two weeks ago they played all right, didn't they? Yeah, but then. Then just, they have they have this sporadic. That's the word we're looking for, sporadic, sporadic sharks. Sporadic sharks. Sporadic sharks. That's Maybe the, um, the cold water's coming in, in oh, Durban. Right. <laughs> and so then the shark migrates further out. Well, in Durban? No, the hot, the, the hot sharks are attracted to hot water. You mean sharks speaking. in the water? Yeah. Sharks like in the water. Ocean sharks. Oh, my God, Sumo. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't <laughs> so what? Sharks, it's the climate change. So the sharks are getting worse as the cli- as the climate's getting colder. What do you mean the sharks are getting worse? So they're coming more inshore. No, they go, they go out of shore. So sharks come in to attack. Yes. Sure. Sure. So the shark has come into Durban to attack, and it used to be good on the rugby field. Now with the cold weather coming in, the sharks moving out. Hence why they're playing so shit, because they're moving out. 
in search of the hot water and other continents. So your analysis of the sharks' performance is, is, related, just is related to sharks, actual shark, sharks. Actual sharks. Well, that is their mascot. It's like the <laughs> blue the most, bulls. That's the most ridiculous podcast I've ever done. I'm really enjoying it, actually. Uh, let's go to this you week's don't think, you, don't think, you don't think the animal that you represent has anything to do with your performance? Maybe. I mean, look at the jaguares. Is that why they're coming there? They just sniper in the middle of the night. You wouldn't have picked that result. There. Is <laughs> that why then? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that one. Jaguares. <laughs> is that why the sunwolves can't can't perform regularly? Because what the is sunwolf. The, what that, is the that's sunwolf? That's what I'm saying to you. Like so, the sunwolf doesn't exist. That's why it's made together of all sorts of Otago players and ex other New Zealand players and the odd riffraff Australian and. Oh, they've got a few Japanese in there. I think they've got one Chinese in there too. That's why. I mean, I don't know what a sun wolf is. Why do you think that no New Zealand team is named after an animal? It's just made me think about that. I've never thought about it until now. Well, yeah. Do we not have any animals you can name a a team after? Our baseball team's what? The the tuatara, named after a dinosaur. The lizard. Oh, yeah. Tuatara is a bird, isn't it, too? No. Isn't it? No. Oh. What? Tuatara is a lizard related to the dinosaurs. How <sighs> lead teams are animals? Lead teams are kiwis. Kiwis and a warrior. don't know if that's an animal, but I could be wrong, yeah. Tina Arena. I'm not entirely sure. I think we've done it all wrong. I think we might we need should to. Go I know back. the Crusaders' well, name the... Is, is in question at the moment. Maybe we should go back and review all the names. What would find... we call the Crusaders? What's the, what's the most fa- the, the famous? The Dugons. The Rams. No, Dugons. The Dugons? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Greg Somerville used to play for the Crusaders, the, and we called him the Dugon. Why did you call Greg Somerville the Dugong? The Dugon. You know what the Dugon is? Yeah, it's like a manatee, right? Yeah, it's like a sea cow. It's a sea cow, mate. Sits at the bottom of the ocean, just, <laughs> is just it, munching away. Is so we called Greg Somerville the Dugon. Hey, Dugon! Because <laughs> he had no legs, and a big carcass up top, big chest, and... <laughs> He could run a 3K pretty quickly. I remember the Dugon. He was, you're sitting there going, oh, poor guy, look at his legs. And he just charged on a 3K. She could run it in like under 12 minutes. 3K in under 12 yeah, minutes? He was an impressive creature. And he oh, could scrum. Shit. The Dugon. I wonder how the Dugons are going. Dugon's going fine. We've got to stop this podcast. That's been the short ball for another week. Uh, Ellie, thanks for your time, mate. Oh, thank you, Sumo. I'm going to name you, actually. Next don't week, I'll me. name you I as a creature. Me. I don't know. <laughs> what? You could be a... F- uh, no, Andrew Mertens calls me the Rudu. The Rudu. The Rudu. What is that? It's an owl. You do it's look like an owl. Yeah. <laughs> you look like an owl. That is beautiful. So, <laughs> I'm going to get you to perch on the back of the seat next time. <laughs> You're with the Rudu and the short yeah, ball. Checking out. Call me the Rudu. Oh, Rudu. Yeah. Magic. Is that us? That's us. Cheers, bud. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. 
Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.